Hello and welcome to another episode of Spook Me the Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) An entertainment podcast hosted by two chalk and cheese best ghouls. (laughs) I am your host Harry and I am joined by my co-host Lorraine. Hiya. (laughs) Just hearing like I was swallowing a a (laughs) sip of wine there. (laughs) And in this episode... We will be phasing through a spectacular selection of movies of ectoplasmastastic <laughs> proportions. <laughs> that failed epically. <laughs> well, I tried. <laughs> I know. I got as far as Spook Me the Podcast, and then you come up with all the other thing. And I was sitting, but what can I do with my name and Harry's name to make it sound spooky? And I was like, I can't come up with anything. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Horror, Lorraine. I can't think of one for you. Luscious Lorraine. No, but that's not horror. That's not like Halloweeny, is it? <laughs> Halloweeny. <laughs> God, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is our second episode of season five. Yeah, uh, that's what we're calling it now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Our second episode of season five. That's what we're calling it these days. <laughs> a season and i'll come come back i'll come back yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right then let's jump straight into it what you know it's called the latest (laughs) so the latest that i've been watching is uh the first one is i've been watching midnight mass on netflix oh my god everyone's raving about this aren't they it's really weird because like I, i think i'm four episodes in and they're on for an hour so obviously it's a bit harder to binge when they're on for an hour but it's weird because (laughs) not much happens but yet you're sucked in I mean I figured out a couple of things about it it was a bit predictable it's a bit predictable in places but I'm I'm really really enjoying it and it's making me want to go live on an island which if you watch it you'd be like why would you want to go live on an island from this but it's a bit dark and rainy and all that and I like beaches when it's the weather's miserable so uh so steve our friend steve who's featured on the podcast before he messaged me about it and um normally with a lot of people i'm like just tell me the twist and they go no you need to watch it yourself and he just did and i was like oh okay did he tell you the twist he told me the twist all oh, right okay so uh not that there's a is a twist <laughs> but i'm gonna watch it myself because i thought it would be about like ghosts and stuff and it might be <laughs> but... it's, it's about stuff it's about i'm not gonna stuff. say anything because no, if, no, I, no, if no, i said no. what it was about it would give it away yeah um but no i'm i'm intrigued uh I'm, i want to watch this definitely but that, um, that's what it is you kind of watch it and you're like hmm okay so i've heard there's the... some like sorry totally interrupted you <laughs> okay you've heard there's what there's some really amazing monologues in it and a friend of mine said there's um a scene at the end which she found really interesting and I won't say for what reasons but um it really like intrigued me further so I'm definitely gonna watch this one yeah I need to finish watching it so uh yeah that's my first one what's your first thing what's your first latest (laughs) 
<laughs> my latest is literally the latest bit of content I listened to, which was today, actually. So I was having a bit of a shitty morning work-wise. And I was like, I need to go for a walk. I need to de-stress, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so randomly, I put on the latest episode of In Our Time, which is on the Manhattan Project. So atomic bombs chilled me out. <laughs> but it's fascinating. So interesting. Do you know, I never... I'm much more of an arts and literature kind of person, but I do love the odd bit of science and hmm. and facts and all that sort of stuff. And there's something about the atomic bomb and the use of it, which just A, chills me to the bone and B, I just find like fascinating. And I just don't. Hmm. And this this um, discussion was about like the, um, you know, the production of it all and why it happened yeah and what like what they say about like people working in the factories in america not knowing that they were helping oh, to making, make yeah blew my mind so for about a good hour afterwards i was just like uh, and my face is just a shocked face because <laughs> i was like these people just didn't know i mean imagine finding out years later that you helped yeah. the project of the atomic gym know what i mean it just opened a lot of thought pathways for me so yeah, I find that really interesting. Um, what about you? Well, I put on a film that I've been... Um, I've, I've looked at it quite a few times to watch on, on Netflix again. It's called Sinister. Oh, Ethan yeah. Hawke is in it. Yeah. And it's it, it was really good. I was really enjoying it. And I got about 15 minutes in. Dude, what's I, that? What the fuck, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bitch. <laughs> You're such a bitch. I hate you. <laughs> I had to. I'm so sorry. I just saw your like cardigan hanging up and I was like, I'm going to get her. <laughs> fucking bitch. Especially with all things to talk to do it in the middle of me talking about this fucking film. <laughs> what I was going to say was I had to turn it off and I'm going to have to watch it during the day because <laughs> it was just too scary. Oh, really? I've heard that about that movie. It was just too scary. I was like, I, I, I can't. I need to watch this during the day. So yeah. I'm going to have to finish it during the day. But I was really enjoying it. So I was about 50 minutes in and I was like, no, nope, I'm turn- and I wa- put on sh- in. I was 50 minutes in. There was about another 50 minutes left, 50. And um, I was like, right, I'm putting on a uh, Schitt's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> David, soothe my nerves. <laughs> yeah, he soothes many things. <laughs> oh. I love him. Anyway, what about you? Why do we say that every episode? <laughs> I know, I'm a bit obsessed with him. I love Dan Levy. Oh, gorgeous. uh my next uh latest is um free guy which was on disney plus was that the ryan reynolds one yeah i wasn't impressed i have to say oh right i mean it was entertaining but it wasn't anything to shout out about and i do wonder if because it got rave reviews i wonder not in a horrible way but i suppose it is whether that success came down to the fact that it was the first sort of movie in cinema like blockbustery kind of movie in mm. cinemas you know for like people visiting after covid um i might be wrong but i thought it was pretty weak and i hate to say it i thought jodie comer was weak and i love her i think she's a phenomenal actress but she um just did, didn't do it for you just didn't do it for me in this tool don't oh. you did do it for me not do oh. it for me but like i thought he was good in it oh um was uh the guy from stranger things steve yeah. what's the actor's name Steve. 
<laughs> I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, he was good in it, but he pretty much just like played himself Stranger Things season two, Steve. Um, oh, okay. And Taika Waititi was weak in it as well. And I oh. never thought I'd say that about Taika Waititi. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so not a great review for that, sorry. Okay. Um, My last one, mm-hmm. I watched it, I think I watched it last night, was uh, the documentary controlling britney spears okay is that the one on netflix or no that was the one on now tv i haven't i think the one on netflix is britney versus spears what was the other one that was on that on now there was another one on now um like the fans did or something right yeah i don't know who did this one but you you see you you know you hear this phone call that britney spears has about how she's basically like fucking enough is enough but jesus christ man they should all be fucking locked up for what they did to that girl. If it's the same documentary I watched, yes, I agree. Um, yeah. it's- did did you have one when there was fans all outside and they were listening to a phone call that she yeah. was doing? Yeah. Yeah, it's on for about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, like, I just oh, don't it's fucking disgusting what they did to her. Is that conservatorship? I know there's one bit, yeah, the conservatorship, there's one bit like where um, they're talking about how you know, can she, she can't basically work on this day because she's got her kids and the dad's like, I'll take the kids. And they're like, well, what about her birthday? And this woman's like, she will be rehearsing on her birthday. Do you know what I mean? She, she, oh, Jesus. It's, it's, it's shocking what they've done to her. I think that they should be put in jail and be made to give back all the money that they made off of her because the, what they did to her was just, just, just disgusting. Absolutely I disgusting. I agree. So, uh, I came away from that very feeling very angry and I'm glad that her dad now is fucked off and she can just you live know life. live her own life the way she should be but yeah um I was a bit shocked by your last one because I didn't know you'd gone to see it yes I can be secretive sometimes I know I was, <laughs> I was, I was just like I know that name oh <laughs> yeah I don't know um yeah anyway yeah I I, I went to see uh James Bond No Time to Die on Friday Mm. and um it was fine (laughs) (laughs) i really like daniel craig as james bond i've really enjoyed um well i've enjoyed two of the six that he's made um casino royale skyfall skyfall oh such a good movie we've talked about it before haven't we i like the song okay well you maybe you don't like the film but the film's great i don't remember them (laughs) Okay, um, but yeah, I was really looking forward to this because of all the creatives involved. So uh, I'm going to ruin his name, sorry, but Carrie Fukunaga, I think that's what his name is, the director. Mm-hmm. He did some amazing episodes of um, True Detective. Then you've got Phoebe Waller-Bridge who did the screenplay. You've got Daniel Craig, who I, I, I think is great. You've got like uh, Remy Malik, a great actor again. Oh, I love him. Yeah, but he was he was underused, if, in my opinion, oh, massively underused. Uh, he was a poor, poor, poorly written bad guy. I don't think the performance was bad, and but like, yeah, I, ju- I just thought the story was weak, um, and the dialogue scenes were really piss poor. And uh, sorry, but they were. Yeah. Um, have to, great action. Oh, there's a fantastic scene in the opening in the Aston Martin. And I want an Aston Martin so bad. <laughs> um, and some some really good fight scenes. There's a long action shot going up stairwell, but really brilliant. Mm. But overall, I was I was a bit sort of meh after it. 
Oh. And I feel really bad because I came out of it like, meh. And like, I was with my friends, Adam, Sana, and, and Alec, and they were um, like, oh my God, you're so good. And I'm like, meh. And then I saw Adam yesterday. He was like, what you said got to me. And I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry, mate. <laughs> Ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, so that was that. Wasn't this film supposed to be released last year, but it wasn't because of COVID? Yeah. I think it yeah. was 2020 it was meant to come out. So that's last year. It's not those. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I keep, do you know, I keep thinking it's 2022 recently. I don't know why. I was so off. You did your face. It's not Lorraine. <laughs> I'm just glad you're not a colleague in the, in the business sense, because then I'd be fucked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, yeah. What's that then? The latest Dan. Oh, the Wizard Cat gone. Where did he go? Sorry. <laughs> it's worse than having a child. <laughs> Where's Riley? Where's Riley gone? Oh, yeah, she's asleep in bed. <laughs> Sorry, he was next to me, and I was really conscious that you might be hearing him, like, licking himself, because he was going hard at it. Um, what was he? This is private time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we get into the main section? Yeah. Which is... Ghost movies. No, no, Lorraine. Ghost movies. Well, I would have done it like that if I didn't feel like the most depressed person in the world after watching the first three movies that you picked. Hey, I picked some cheerful ones too, and I don't know why, but they got ignored. <laughs> no, I swear to God, these three, I'm glad we stuck in the end one, but this three, these three, I was just like, after them all, I was like, I remember one of them, like the first one we're talking about, which is Ghost. I... Spoiler. watched it before i went to pick up riley from school and i was sat here crying my eyes out. i was like oh, i better go pick up my kid now oh yeah my t-shirt's on back to front <laughs> just realized <laughs> it's one of those podcasts <laughs> idiot <laughs> oh my god okay all right um it's really uncomfortable <laughs> Yeah, so we were, we, I mean, there's loads of ghost movies out there to choose from, uh, but we did pick some of the most depressing ones. I think yeah. we should have just done Casper and be done with it. <laughs> I think I suggested Casper. No, you didn't. I did. Oh. You tried to blame me for all the depressing ones, but I did try to pick some cheerful ones. Yeah. Okay. All but right, we, then. We're not doing Casper. Just as... No, <laughs> we should have. Um, cool. So will we get into the first one? Yeah. Bring us in. Okay, I'm bringing you in. So, as I said, Ghost. It was directed by Jerry Zucker and written by Bruce Joel Rubin and released in 1990. It stars Demi Moore as Molly, Whippy Goldberg as Oda Mae Brown and Patrick Swayze as Sam. After a night out with Molly, Sam is killed and she struggles to move on. They're a couple. And Oda Mae Brown, a psychic, has made a connection with Sam whose spirit has stayed behind to warn Molly of impending danger. And chaos into you. <laughs> yeah. This one depressed you. Yeah, because uh, well, it's I think it's it, it was the ending. I mean, there's a lot of comedy value to this this yeah. film, especially like Whoopi Goldberg. Oh my god. Like Jesus Christ, She's man. Great. To say like 
you know, Swayze fought for her to get this role because they didn't want her. But and I think, yeah, she went ended up winning um, an Oscar for Best Sporting Actress. But mm-hmm. my God, could you imagine anyone else playing that? No, she says some of like my most said sentences in the world. Like I always go, you want to kiss my butt? <laughs> 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 That's from her. Mm. I owe her a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, she's just... Oh my God, she's just like, so like her, she like made it amazing. When I say I was crying and it was depressing, I mean the ending. Yeah. You know, uh, kind of when we find out what's gone on kind of from then on. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, but it's a great bloody movie. It is. I think I love it. I've, um, we watched, Alec and I watched, uh, decided to watch it together not too long uh, long ago, um, pre-planning this podcast. And um, we both love it. A... Because of Patrick Swayze, because Patrick Swayze. <laughs> but also the storyline is, it's not like, it's a romantic movie, but it's not a stereotypical romantic movie, mm. is it? Well, of no. course he's dead, but it's... Um... <laughs> <laughs> when it gets in the way of things. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's, I think there's so many layers to it. There's, mm. It's not just one genre. It's not just a romance movie. It's, all, it's a ghost story, obviously. Crime crime thriller uh, mm. murder mystery mystery yeah. yeah it's loads rolled into one and i think it's all balanced really well i think um the only problem with it and i think i saw that in your notes as well is that the the graphics haven't aged like that well mm. There's the special effects um, yeah so as a viewer now you're a bit like hmm, you know but like as a kid i remember when the I mean, what are they? Demons? Are they bad ghosts? Like, what are they? You know, the things, the shadows that. Well, I think that they're they're the demons from hell. They're coming to take you to the bad place. Yeah, well, those things. They used to yeah. scare the shit out of me when I yeah, was kid. Yeah, when I when I first saw that, um, because so, uh, Patrick Swayze, who's Sam, he's he's murdered. Well, he's not. He wasn't meant to be killed, was he? They were just meant to rob him. I don't know. I thought yeah. they were meant to kill him. No, because your man, his who turns out to be, you know, is meant to be his best friend. He just wanted the numbers, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, for the first, so he could get the money to the drug dealers. Um, and I think the first death we see is the guy that had uh, Willie mm. that had killed him. Yeah, and then yeah, you see those, but it's just it's so quickly because the way you kind of hear this moaning noise, don't you? And then they just kind of come up, like it is very badly done now. But I think obviously we have to remember that this was in the nineteen ninety. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they were because I was thinking because I when I was doing it, I was I watching it, I was like, oh God, I hope I you know I don't believe in any of that kind of stuff anyway. But if it is true, <laughs> I don't want to go with them. It is a very um. Mm, I don't want to put it down to one faith because I'm not. I'm not too sure, but it's quite a sort of stereotypical cliche. Not cliche, but you know yeah, what I'm trying to say. Of he- heaven and hell. Good if you're and good, bad. you go to heaven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it is, and I, it, it is one of those things. Like I said, it, that like I'm not religious uh, at all in in any sense of it, and I know you're not either. But are you? I, I'm. I don't. We've never had this conversation, and we've been friends for 14 years. I'm sure we probably have. Yeah, probably drunk <laughs> at the time. Um, we, we, but, we are in other states of being when we talk to each other. You know? I know, I know. No, I, I, I'm not anyway. So, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you watch stuff like this, it does kind of make you go, ooh, 
what what if it is true i mean it's not that i'm not as arrogant to think to myself there's no possible way there's something else like i'm not one of those people but it's just not something i think about religion no i really don't know i used to be i'm not christian or uh, or anything like that but um I do, I do, yeah, I do believe in some, I, I am, I am a believer in, I am a believer in like the supernatural and, and Oh, I'm a believer and, in that. And, <laughs> and I, I'm not sure if there is something beyond, but, uh, yeah, the, 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 the good and bad heaven and hell thing, I, I don't know, I don't know about. Mm. Maybe there are the, just other dimensions we go into, you know. Yeah, exactly. We'll just go to another uh, another world. Uh, what did you think of, because um, Whoopi Goldberg, not Whoopi Goldberg, sorry, Demi Moore, she would have come into this 1990. She was in the, you know, in the 80s, we would have known her as part of the Brat Pack, you know, yeah. with things almost fire and about last night. Um, and then coming into something like this, which was very different, because I remember her, I remember there, I think I remember her being, there being a big thing about the fact that she cut her hair. I love her hair in this. I love her hair, but they she... seem to have a thing about actresses that cut their hair, because like Scarlett Johansson did it. I remember um, oh, one of those girls in the 90s, Rebecca Gayhart, Sahar or something her name is, she cut her hair, Felicity or something. She was on a show called Felicity or Felicia, I don't know. But yeah. she cut her hair and everyone lost their shit. When Penny cut her hair on the Big Bang Theory, there was a big fucking discussion over oh, yeah. Why do people get so funny about an actress cutting her hair short? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, so I'm not an actress. <laughs> but I remember because um, I not I don't I haven't done it in recent years in the past 10 years or so I've kept my hair fairly long but prior to that I'd always grow it long and then cut it really short I did it at uni in the bob in, yeah in the short bob. bob at that yeah and uh, I remember to this day our friend Rob was just like I think I overheard him or he said it to me because he was quite blunt <laughs> I was just like I preferred it long don't know why he did that <laughs> it's like no I loved like, it when you had it in a bob because you're good with hair so you did different things with it I'd be like I think you'd shoot, suit short hair like a pixie cut as I well I always wanted to yeah I and, think um, you would suit it but um but yeah I don't I think I don't know there's I think there's a lot of femininity that's linked to like the idea to of hair. femininity yeah. that's linked to hair and I think when somebody goes for um it's not now if you think about it but I, sort of, I suppose more androgynous look it's it can like shock and scare people and they're like oh you don't look so for want of a better term girly now and I think it takes mm. and I think she does look quite androgynous in this movie but I like that I think mm. you know I think she... it looks amazing I if I could get away with I just do not suit short hair but if I could get away with having short hair I'd have fucking short hair I've never seen you with short hair yeah you won't <laughs> it just doesn't sure look you right would get away with it. no but there's just whenever you see like women with short hair like you know it just looks amazing and I'm just like I wish I had short hair but I just I just don't it's not for me because it just doesn't suit me no I got face for it. that's not true yeah well I, I, won't, I won't be finding that but yeah I remember her coming off of that and like doing this and it was quite a different role for her but I thought she was I really liked her in it actually she's very very gentle very she is isn't she but also strong yeah. at the same time yeah and she's got that great you know? voice oh she's got a great bloody voice she's got a great everything she is amazing <laughs> and she still is now have you seen her jesus christ i don't know i showed you that picture from from the versace walk and i wasn't sure ah, she might have been having an off day but um 
yeah no so i i think i think she's great in this and obviously you've mentioned patrick swayze he was just oh so this is one of the roles that really made him isn't it well dirty he... dancing yeah i know but i think he wasn't i think from what i watched a, a documentary about him the other day and he um I think he he I think he struggled to not be taken seriously. After oh, after Dirty Dancing, yeah. So he yeah. he got this role, and it was I suppose quite a serious role. And then he did things like Point, Point Break. Break, and then mm. um, the one where he's a drag Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Oh, Pris- uh, not not Priscilla, but the other one. Oh, Fu Young. With Wu love. With love from yeah. Yeah, something uh, like yeah. with Wesley Snipes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he did Roadhouse before all these, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, you've got to watch this documentary. I think I can't remember what it's called, but it's about, it's about him. By yeah, but by does his... it go on to when he died as well? It does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see that. It made me cry. I still haven't <laughs> been able to watch Dirty Dancing. Really? <laughs> Since he died. Oh, <laughs> but you watched this. <laughs> I know because I didn't think, and then I was watching. I was like, Patrick. He's great. Loved... He is. He's a fucking great actor. And so um, yeah, no, I really, I really like him in this. And it's, 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 it's a strange character to play, really, isn't it? Because obviously he's, he knows he's died, and he doesn't understand why he's still there. And then you know, Oda May, which is Whippy Goldberg's character, who is a fake, yeah, somehow manages to have this connection with him, which I think makes it more amusing because. Like she spends her whole time scamming all these people, yeah, and then all of a sudden he speaks to her, and she don't want it. She yeah. don't want to know. <laughs> so the very thing that she wants to make money from, she doesn't actually want. Mm. You know, I, I do like the unlikely friendship that they they form. Yeah, in this, and they've got a good rapport with one another. Yeah, I love it when she's in bed in her onesie as well, okay. and he and he's going. Henry, I'm the Henry. Oh, yeah, I am. Second and first, same as the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're just like I'm so glad he fought for her for this though, because like Jesus Christ, it was just I think it was perfect casting. Like the two of them, like they were like they they were like a a, a married couple as well. Yes, but had yeah, been married you, for yeah. about fifty years and just irritated the shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I like. I really like this movie. I always have, um, and I don't. I think it's like again, going aside from aside from the um, special effects, it will stand the test of time. This movie because it's just such a nice story, and yeah. I think it's probably comforting to a lot of people in a to get deep. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I suppose you'd want to. You'd like to know that there's something there, you know, for the person that they are waiting for you or. They are with you or that kind of stuff. Yeah, from that point of view, I can see. Yeah. You know, but it must be it must be hard. Like when she actually does finally realize that, you know, because obviously, first of all, she thinks, uh, you know, she thinks Oda May's fake. But then when she realizes that must be really hard because it's like she has to lose him all over again. Like when he finally does what he has to do and then he has she has to go through it all again. And obviously there's the betrayal of his best friend. So there's like so much going on. But she gets to say goodbye, which she didn't yeah, on the streets true. when he was murdered. That's true. So that was, um, that. yeah, that scene was just like. Um, oh, whoa. Uh, sorry. We haven't talked about the most iconic scene in the entire movie. I was about to say that. Movie. It was like, what, it's one of those films that has a scene. Like there's certain films that has a scene. And this film, it's probably been parodied like so many times. <laughs> yeah. Is the um, pottery. Pottery. Yeah. 
I love it. <laughs> it's so sexual, even though it's like a PG-13 or whatever they say in America. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you look on that link I sent you of that guy that, on Instagram? Which one? I can't remember his name, but there's a guy on Instagram, he must be in his 20s, who makes like pottery on a pottery wheel topless and it's great viewing. <laughs> I've watched quite a bit of him. <laughs> but he's clearly, in, yeah, he's clearly influenced by this movie. <laughs> yeah, why not? No, no, I know that's a that's a funny that's a that's a strange scene. Good scene, sexy scene. It's it's Messy a sexy scene. yeah. It's a sex scene with getting past the censorship, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, it's like oh, we're just making like pottery and flirting, but really we're doing it. They like the you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I I'll tell you one thing I did like in this that I thought was really good acting was Carl when he realizes that so carl basically is the guy that screwed over sam uh he's played by tony goldwyn and Mm -hmm. he um is obviously in shit because he owes all these drug dealers money or something and he invested money himself but when he realizes that the account that the money's in has been closed i think he does a great job there it's really fucking convincing like he when he when he's starting to unravel and, you know, it goes further and further because he knows how screwed he is. Even when, like, you can see he's with Molly and he wants he's going to kill her and all this kind of shit. Like, oh, I thought he was brilliant. Such yeah. a good actor. Yeah, he is good. He does the yeah. stress very well. He does stress really well. I believed every fucking bit of it. And when he, oh, when he does that sleazy thing where um, he's there comforting Molly and then he throws the coffee on himself so that he has to take oh, off his I shirt. Oh, I know. You just want to punch him. <laughs> oh, I was like, you fucking dick. Yeah. Can I just talk about the sexiest thing in this movie for me? Okay. Which is their apartment. Oh my god. <laughs> Cuz it's phenomenal. Oh <laughs> What's it that's a, because that a loft. Is it a, a loft? loft that, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing at the beginning of this movie, it's really setting up to be like, oh, it's a ghost story about ghosts. Oh, no, fake out. It's a renovation. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> I think that's clever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I, 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 I did. That was a great place. I was loving that. Mm. But I was like, oh, so much work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lorraine. Yeah. <laughs> and they were uh, smashing it through. Mm. So that I think I think we've uh, yeah said enough on that. That's a good movie. It's one of the best ghost movies out there, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And uh, what's our next one that we haven't written a synopsis for? So we're just going to IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is the probably uh, i I'd think say one of the biggest plot twists well let's get into that in a bit okay, let's be, okay, do, okay. The, the, they're probably guessed from your unsettled thing there <laughs> so this is the sixth sense uh you're gonna get the imdb up in no you in, are because i read the last one yeah, but, but while you're doing that um i will just say if you have not seen this film first of all you know, it's years old. But if you haven't, do not listen to this because you do not want to know the twist. Yeah. You so, don't. I would have been no. pissed if I'd found out about this. So you've been warned. I mean, what is it? 22 years later? I know, but there's always one, isn't there? There is always one. So I'm just I'm just giving them a big, big heads up. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, this, this is a 1999 film. Yeah. Okay. Can on. I do my Yeah. Sorry. 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 <laughs> 
The Sixth Sense is a 1999 American <laughs> supernatural, <laughs> supernatural psychological thriller film written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. It stars Bruce Willis. That's how you say his name, right? No, no, it's not. How do you say I can't name? remember how you do, but I know it's not that. M. Night. I remember... <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't want to do it, because I can't remember how you say it. Okay. Well, it's... It, okay. Uh, Shyamalan. <laughs> It stars Bruce Willis as a child psychologist whose patient, Haley Joel Osment, can't, uh, can talk to the dead. The film established Shyamalan and introduced the cinema public to his traits, most notably his affinity for surprise endings. Mm. Yes. Okay. I remember when this came out and, oh my God, I think every man and his dog was talking about it. Yeah. It was such like, because he, when he, when M. Night came out, I mean, it was such like, a new thing you know like this director and nobody knew who he was mm. and he came out with this and then obviously everything was put up against this so when he started doing other things like unbreakable in the village and all that kind of stuff people were like i think Unbreakable's great just to say oh, i think no no but i thought it was a great film too and i i liked the village as well but i think people were like it's not as good as this you know that's yeah. because it was his first one I did. Um, it's his, it was his second, wasn't it? Was it his second? Well, so. the major one that everyone was talking about. But I, um, yeah. I, I, oh, it had a budget of forty million and made six hundred and seventy-two point eight million. So yeah, it did well. But then you have a big name. You've got Bruce Willis in it, who was a massive name. Um, and it was nineteen ninety-nine, which you know is a year of great yeah. cinema, wasn't it? Well, um, just the nineties in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you, I take it you liked this film. I do, and like, this was often plugged to me. I mean, it, how old was I when it came out? I was 12, 13, mm. something like that. So I wouldn't have like seen it um, straight off the bat, but I think my mm. brother like made me watch it. And I, I'm i not very good with like scary movies, and I'm not going to lie, it scared the shit out of me as a kid because of the way... Well, I'll get into that, but it did scare the shit out of me. But as somebody who loves cinema... I think this is so well crafted. The storytelling mm. is just so clever. And you can see his influences of like people like Hitchcock and, and everything like that in it throughout it. So watching it for this, I was a bit nervous. I was like, oh, it's a, you know, I am a bit of a wimp when it comes to ghost stories and blah, blah, blah. But I thoroughly enjoyed watching this. <laughs> so did I, because I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this before. And then I says, oh, I'll just put it on. But I was watching, it was like actually with Ghost. Um, I was like, I've seen it, I remember it. And I, I had to watch it because I didn't remember lots of it. But it was the same with this. But I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. It's such a good film. And I probably haven't seen, because I seen this when it came out. I would have been a bit older than you. But I haven't seen it, I don't think, since then. Yeah. I might have, but I can't remember. I did have to watch it in the daytime. <laughs> I'm not I, think I, I think I watched it in the evening. Um, I can't, but... I couldn't watch this on my own in the house on my own. Oh, no, I didn't find this scary at all. Oh, uh, well, no. So, I mean, I'm 34 now, so I've, I've changed a bit. I'm in the house on my own now, actually. I was like, oh, this is going to freak me out a little bit. But... What's that behind you? <laughs> you ain't going to get me like I got you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I watched this on Sunday in the daytime. And do you know what's funny? I sat myself right in the corner of the room as well. and Because I, I was just like, I don't want anything behind me. Because I just, <laughs> just like that. And uh, it was just things, I think there's some really 
like spectacular scares in this that do make you think I don't want to be on my own and it's Mm. from from a child's like mindset Mm. like I remember being the kid who was terrified and ran into my mom and dad going can I get can I stay with you tonight Mm. and he does that and but he's got like really valid reasons to do it. I do. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I just think, yeah, I just it 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 was it wasn't scary this time. It was more thrilling. And the in the end, where he real where I mean we're going to get into spoiler territory, but where um, what's the next like Willis's character? I can't remember his name now. Um, where he advises the boy. Haley Joel Osment to talk to the ghost and like then he you realize he's befriending them it's just so rewarding at that point because you're just like he's nailed it now he's a happy little boy and it's just lovely it's actually lovely you know well because we, like all the like all the way through it obviously you see this little boy going through what he's going through and you're like you know you don't know kid nobody should but especially when it's a kid they shouldn't yeah. be going through that and like you know the mother I really felt for her because like nobody would listen to her. You know, it was like really frustrating watching what he was going through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even she sometimes wouldn't believe him. You know, that whole bumblebee pendant thing where she was like, you took it. And he's like, I didn't. And again, the irony of it is like she's getting pissed off because no one's believing her. And then he's getting annoyed because she won't believe him. So like nobody's believing anything that's going on, but all these terrible things go on. And like one of the scenes that really I broke my heart was um, when they locked him in the cupboard. Yeah. At that party. I hate that scene. And I was just like, you know, and they're all just kind of standing watching it and she has to run up the stairs to let him. Oh man, there was just lots of things as well. And But this time round, because I don't remember, I remember watching it, but I don't remember how I felt when I watched it. I just remember I liked it. But there's things in this that I noticed this time round that I didn't notice before. So things like, you know, when the mum Lynn and she sat in the sitting room and, and her boy not- comes back and Malcolm's opposite her. Malcolm, but they never look yeah, they never look at each other. No. Or talk to each other. And then when they go for the anniversary dinner, you know, his 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 ex, and he's like, Oh, I'm really sorry. And it looks very much like you know she's pissed off at him and she's just like I'm not having it fuck you and I'm going but obviously because we know the ending now that's because none of them could fucking see him yeah 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 (laughs) I never noticed that there's so many little I I never got the ending like when I never I never figured it out until I saw it I was like oh well my brother claims to have when we watched it he's lying (laughs) but um no, I I went. I have to say, when I was younger, and we found out the the ending, we did actually go back and watch it and see all the bits. And you're like, oh, it's just so mm. so subtle and clever. It's really really clever. But going back to um, the mum, uh, Tony Collette, she oh, blows me away in this movie. She she blows me away in everything she's in. Even when I don't like the film, she's still brilliant. No, I don't. I, I can't agree with that. There are some oh, I films her. I think she's a bit dodging, but like in this role, she's just brilliant. And she's just mm. like, she is like, you know, this sort of, sort of working slash middle class sort of mom, you know, fake nails, you know, lots of makeup and stuff. But she's just, but, but it doesn't matter. Like, I, I think they really, what they're trying to say is like, she's, she's just, you can't judge a person by their looks. Mm. She's just a purely loving single mom. And she's trying her best in a really difficult situation. And she like 
she's just so loving. Like that scene where she has the bumblebee chat with him. Hmm. And then he obviously has that interaction with the ghost and she's like, mom, if you're not too bad at me, can I stay with you? And she goes, look at my face. Does it look like I'm still mad at you? And it's just like, she says, look at my face. And I'm just like, I love her. (laughs) And then that scene in the car. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought I was going to die. I know. With tears. I sobbed sobbed this time. It's just so, so well written and such such good performances from both uh, Hayley Joel Osment and Tony Collette. And that message... And it's, I just think it's heart-wrenching because how many people would want that kind of message from yeah. beyond, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm getting tearful thinking about it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, when he starts going on about your mother went to the play or something, yeah. like just your and recital. She, and she's she, proud of you every day. Yeah, I know. When I saw that, I was like, no, man. Yeah, that that's that that's another thing. Like, because obviously I cried at the end of Ghosts and then this, I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. No, I um one thing in it I just I loved is the line um when Cole tells Malcolm, you know, his secret about seeing people and how they don't know that they're dead. Yeah. And, and he's looking right at him, I'm telling you, mate. You're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's uh when he starts like thinking back to all the things that Cole has said to him, you know, over their conversations. And then he that he kind of re- remembers that and I just like yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> deep in like <laughs> deep, deep in thought, deep in thought. But um, yeah. it's um, it's uh, yeah. I think we've covered everything. I can't, I can't really say much. But of more. course, <laughs> I just have to say we have that massive twist at the end where you know, oh yeah, when it turns out that he is actually dead. I mean, I never one ounce saw that coming. No. Not a bit of me. I think it's because you you see him touch like physical objects throughout, which yeah. But you realise that doesn't matter. He's it's mm. his own purgatory, so I suppose it's suppose he could talk, you know in his head be touching these things. Yeah, but yeah, because he is in his own purgatory, isn't he? Because he he was killed by a boy who he discovers mm. could hear ghosts as well and was like psychologically damaged by it. Yeah, doesn't get the right help. So he finds Haley Joel Osment. What's, what's his name? Who? The bo- Haley Joel Osment. Cole, I think Cole, his name is. Cole, yeah. is it? And he finds Cole as a way of like getting out of purgatory, really, mm. isn't he? It's just so all the little, all the little um, connections in it are very well thought out and really clever. Um, and then, of course, we've got uh, M. Night's cameo which he does throughout all of his movies but i didn't know that was m night when he does his cameo as a doctor oh, what was he in it he's the doctor he's he goes, the doctor yeah. yeah oh there's there's just really like subtle chilling moments like you say when they're gonna go into the shove them into him into the mm. hole in the wall and you hear the ghost going tell the master i didn't mean i didn't steal yeah. it and you oh, fucking terrifying yeah. and then when you see yeah. him look up at the corner of his eye and the the ghosts are hanging. Ooh, just think mm. about how many buildings you've been in where th- shit like that's happened and thinking, are they are they there? Am I just not seeing them? I've done, I ever, ever since watching that movie, that's what hap- happens to me. I go into an old building and I'm like, shit happened here. Like, and like, I remember, like, I'm going off a tangent now. I've probably mentioned it before. But did I tell you about when I went to Croom Court? So Croom Court is this old sort of... Um, estate mansion um in Worcestershire 
and um, you can walk around and stuff. And we got a special tour in like the servants' quarters at the top of the building. You go into this one room and there's like circular windows. And I walked in and I just went, mm. and I went to Alec, I don't like this room. And the woman heard me and she goes, why, why don't you like this room, can I ask? And I was just like, I just said, there's just, um, it's just a bad vibe in here. And she said, you're not the only person who said that. She said, um, every single, like every single tour I do, people say that. And she said, do you want to know what happened? She said, we brought some Hare Krishna um, people in. And they tried to cleanse the room and we found, and they even hated the room. And they found out that um, it's been used throughout the past, but about well, 70 years ago, it was a, like a, a school for kids run by nuns. And the nuns oh. used to shove the boys in the cupboards in there, and basically torture them. And like they, some of those guys are still alive and have attested to it, but it's just taken on such a bad energy from mm. basically this misuse, and like people are picking up on it. And there's definitely like Cole describes in this movie when you feel the skin like prickling when yeah. your hairs are like there's something in the room. And ever since he said that, I'm like, there's something in there. <laughs> I don't care if I can't see it. There's something in there. <laughs> and that was what this was like. But to have it sort of, you know sort of my feelings vindicated i was just like that's even weirder yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah yeah what's God. the matter with you my cat keep like not to add to the creep but my cat keeps going and hiding in the chair it's because he knows we're talking about spooky stuff and they can tell mm. but yeah that that was a good film yes yeah, sad dark well but a good film ultimately kind of nice yeah for the kid he yeah. you know yeah. Okay. <laughs> but our next one, uh, which I'd never seen before, so I was glad. Uh, Did you not? No, I'd never seen it. Um, and that is the Woman in Black. Mm-hmm. So that was released in 2012 and directed by a James Watkins. It was written by Jane Goldman and based on the book by Susan Hill. It stars Daniel Radcliffe as Arthur Kipps, who is a lawyer who has been recently widowed and is now the father to a young boy. He is sent to a remote village to put a deceased woman's affairs in order. And runs into a few problems along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't know until looking into this. I saw this at the cinema at the time, but I didn't know that the director of this was the the director of Eden Lake. Yeah. Have you seen Eden Lake? Fucking hated it. Yeah. It's a good movie, but it's quite horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would never watch Eden Lake again. No, never. No. But um, yeah, I'm surprised because he's done a good job on both, I think. I do think this is a good movie. I thought this was a really good film and I was... I forgot that Daniel Radcliffe was Harry Potter and to say that this was, I think this was his first film since playing Potter. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Um, There was no Potter vibes. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It just, it just didn't, I forgot about the role of Harry Potter. I think Daniel Radcliffe is a really good actor anyway. I think he's really grown into himself as he's got older. I agree with that, but I have to say, I saw this at the cinema when it came out and at the time... I did find it really hard to separate the f- fact that he was Harry Potter, but on this watch, I didn't. Maybe it's because I watched it this year. Yeah, and, like maybe. Harry Potter finished what two thousand and ten, two thousand nine, or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I had no idea really uh, what it was going to be like in it. But yeah, I thought that was a really good, good. I thought he was good in it he's great in it he's got 
he just gets the the sad so there were two, a couple of things back in the day when I watched it and I was just like oh I feel a bit you know out of this but then I had to think about it and I was like actually it's probably correct is that he seems like such a young man to be a dad but then mm. at the time in the, the period that it's set yeah it's more than normal yeah <coughs> so I had to think about that and you know remember that but also yeah that he you know but he he does get the the sad eyes and the sad demeanor I mean he is the man in black not Will Smith um mm. in this you know mm. he's um yeah <laughs> I forgot what. yeah no no I agree and I, I think like straight off the bat as well you kind of know that you're in for something because of those three girls who just get up and jump out the window oh it's dark yeah, yeah it's 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 really really dark and you know also you've got the whole you know because obviously he goes off to that village and there's that, all that small town mentality that you get that he has to deal with and it's just the whole thing is just really quite grim you know i did think there was a minor element of humor when um it's right at the beginning when he's little boy he's really cute shows him the picture of him and he's like he's like why do i look so sad and he goes because that's what your face is like <laughs> I just I don't know why it just made me chuckle a little bit. Kids is just so blunt and mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the opening with the China doll's face getting smashed. You're just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, here it comes. Yeah, mm. but the way the kids just look. This is what this film's great for. It's just the subtlety. It's subtlety. Yeah, it's like when the kids just look at something and they get the message basically from yeah, woman in black. You know, go kill yourself. Um, and and also, it's real. It's it's spacing of the sh- like the sh- the shots, the framing of the shots. Like people are often framed to the side to make space for the fact she's somewhere out in there in the yeah. background, and then you just see like a twist of a head or the catch of an eye and stuff. Those are the bits which I find scary and effective. But the bits there are, and I wish they weren't in it, and they pulled me out of it a bit. There are bits in it with jump unnecessary jump scares. And I was just like, ah, he didn't need that. Mm. Like, like when she comes down the corridor, and him, and ah, fuck off, no. It, like, didn't scare me. It yeah. was just like, oh, dick. <laughs> I was like, you know. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I agree. There was, yeah, there was, like, that didn't scare me. I was more like, yeah, I kind of was like, well, what was the point of that? Like, but. I find the scarier bits things like like I said like what you mentioned there about they would just like when the people before they killed themselves there was no um there what's the word there was no um uh, distress no it was just like utter calm on their face yeah like they they didn't know what they were doing they were just you do this okay and then you got up and did it yeah and it's yeah it's this again it's like the subtle shots like even though you know at the end that she's been the one that's telling them but when they go through the shots of like they previously in the film when you saw that show it's like a close-up hmm. light went out <laughs> really scared me <laughs> one second good <laughs> Ooh, there we go. my light went out that was weird oh you've gone now <laughs> i haven't gone i'm okay. here you're back now. Oh my god, it's all happening. <laughs> yeah, what was I saying? Spooky yeah, season. so like, I know, man. So the thing is, as well, I've got my light blind. Oh, music's just started playing. I'm getting really fucking tweaked out now. 
<laughs> what is going on? I'm so leaving this in. <laughs> no, seriously, Caribou just started playing on my iTunes. I didn't even open it. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Um. So yeah, like you see the the shots, and it's like a close up of like the girls being sick or something like that. And then mm. like later on in the movie, you see a wider shot of it, and you just see the woman in the corner. Things like that, chilling. Hmm. You know. But yeah, when, yeah. The, the more jump, like, like I didn't like the the bit where you see the boy covered in oil, and he's like <laughs> at the camera. No, no, what are you doing? The you obvious know? stuff. Obvious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Some of it was a bit like, uh, like easy. It's yes. like we'll go for the easy, easy thing here. Whereas I think in films like this, you kind of need the almost less is more. Like I, I like it in scary films when you think something's going to happen and it doesn't. If mm. they give it to you too easy, I don't think it's, it's not representative either of what, you know, supernatural is it's not like they're sitting there making it easy for you you just don't know when it's going to happen and that's the torment of it isn't it yeah you know yeah definitely but I did I did love like the cinematography in this is I thought spot on and I loved um like the whole drive up to that house do you know that's an um that causeway is leads to O'Shea Island in Essex and that is the causeway that, well, that is the island that they filmed, and I've mentioned this in previous episodes. The third day in with them, um, oh, okay. Jude Law, and that's a fucking creepy show about a man who's mourning the loss of a family member. Oh. And I just thought, oh, what a weird coincidence! That <laughs> and that that island's yeah. meant to be really creepy as well. No, no, I, I, I just loved all that. I thought it was so like, like the the atmosphere was like so heavy, which I suppose is like a representation of you know Arthur himself of what he's feeling with everything and like the way um the the isolation of the house but like how it because of the way the water came in once you're there it's like it wouldn't let you leave because you physically couldn't um and I just I thought that was brilliant I just loved that it's you know it it is very in a very very uh the cinematography and um settings are very evocative I think oh god yeah why though I, th- I mean, this was written, the actual book was written in the 80s and I think it was like an homage to sort of, you know, gothic hammer. horror. Yeah. Well, this is... may have kind of like the Hammer Horror type. It's by the same company. Yeah, this yeah. Time. It was like yeah. the, the restart of the mother game, wasn't it? But yeah, mm. why do they always have to be set in a country estate up north? <laughs> it's like, what are they trying to say? Because <laughs> yeah, you, it... like, you got things like Jane Eyre and things like that, which are like, Tra- like traditional gothic stuff and it's always up north you know it's day up north <laughs> yeah it it it, it, it yeah it, that's true actually i never thought of that but that that is very true and i I like the whole like it's very old school horror this mm. like do you know what i mean it kind of one of those films that brings you back to the you know the kind of like frankenstein dracula days and stuff like that where yeah like the little things like um i think you know we see arthur um he's like looking in the house and there's like I think someone's like looking over a shoulder or something. There's just like little things like that, which I liked, or I think there wasn't there like a breath on a window. Or so, I don't know, but there was just yeah. something. Um, and uh, what was it? I think it was Arthur. Oh yeah. And he finds the letters on that desk 
and then there's like this this dog or something and he growls the dog growling yeah. was killing definitely yeah you know when I saw this at the cinema I I'd just started living with Alec at the time and mm. he was in bed when I got home and I remember like walking up the stairs with my back to the door wall because I was just so like, scared she'd be behind me so I was like what 24 it's like Harry yeah Apparently, the stage player, this, she gets up out of the the, the crowd. The play, because I, I said I was, I think I said on um, Instagram, so I was watching this and someone come back to me and he was like, the play is meant to be really good, but bloody terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go see. <laughs> I, I would, I would. I do have to point out something that I watched and I didn't think about the first time I watched it, but something that I, I, I noticed this time was how, um, was Kieran Hines' character Daly mm. and how he ultimately doesn't work in his favour, but he offers a sort of a bit of comfort throughout the movie. He's like the, the dad yeah. kind of figure. Yeah. But he's also like, this is a Victorian set piece really. As, and as we're coming into like the mod, like the twenty. 20th century and he's like that bit of modernity that's like come on let's walk into the light let's get out of this dark blackness and mm. he's trying and I liked that element about him throughout the whole thing yeah no I liked him he was like very welcoming and he wanted to help him out and didn't he like sit, bring him over to his house for dinner or something yeah. or you know real hospitable and all that kind of stuff where everybody else was like they just didn't want to know whereas yeah. he was that one person that was like kind yeah he, he was know. he was more forward thinking than yeah than the town yeah but yeah I, I I was surprised he stayed there for as long as he did he's only there three days no but yeah but I, I would have left earlier <laughs> <laughs> he had shit to do this is this was because he feels because like we've said about ghosts and stuff previously like there's this element of purgatory with ghosts isn't there and I suppose mm. he almost is the ghost himself as well he's trying to get out of his own purgatory of grief yeah yeah because um, his wife died didn't she yeah it's like yeah. he's he's almost the 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 other half of the woman in black himself he's the man mm. in black he's like mm. he's like okay i'm gonna deal with my shit to help you deal with your shit so that we can get, get both get through this shit and mm. bless him he tries his hardest and then she mm. still fucks him over and that I had to say the ending really takes me out of it and I'm just like you fucking bitch I thought that <laughs> I thought that I thought she was a right bitch I mean I part of me loved the ending um because they were all reunited yeah. it was yeah. quite sweet um but like Joseph the little boy I think that was his name you know he he should have had a bit of a life which he never got yeah oh you yeah know? but I suppose one good thing is he's too young to know because you know obviously um you know he gets to be with his mom and dad but yeah I thought to myself I was like you little fucker he's after doing all that stop doing that Harry you're such a bitch <laughs> there's nothing in my fucking bedroom so stop looking like well, yeah, are you got your cupboard open it's really freaky <laughs> I won't sleep with that cupboard open that cupboard says <laughs> can I just shut my um my door yeah. Two seconds. <laughs> Sorry, it's letting a draft in. Oh, was it? Maybe it's the ghost. Pardon? Maybe it's the ghost. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I no, in, I, overall in general with this film, I, I really enjoyed it. And I was kind of like, I can't believe I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't seen it before. Mm. But yeah, so it's I'm a good one. 
yeah no I'm, I'm glad I, w- I watched it so yeah I was very happy with that um, but yeah it was still again it was depressing <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it's definitely sucks the life out of you hmm. yeah anyway. right before we move on to the next one I'm gonna just run and get a little top up okay next and last next and last for some reason I have Jurassic Park theme tune in my head hmm. Hmm. odd I know oh where are my glasses in my pocket <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to get onto something a bit so dark and sinister. I mean, it took us to the depths of despair having to watch this movie. I mean, seriously. So, do you want to do the? Do you want to do the wee intro to this one? I will do the wee intro. Sure. Um, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was released in 1984, baby, and was directed by Ivan Reitman and written by and stars Dan Acreed as Lorraine <laughs> Spelt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Harold Ramis and Rick Moranis. Three former... He missed out Bill Murray as well. He didn't write it. Oh, did they? Did Rick Moranis write it? I yeah. didn't know that no, he'd no, Nor did I, but he's an uncredited... Lighter oh. for it, so oh, I, I thought see. I'd put him in there. Imagine if I hadn't picked that up. Uh, been like, oh. Anyway, okay. Three former parapsychology professors: Doctor Peter Venkman, played by Bill Murray, P- Bill Murray, uh, <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Doctor Raymond Stance, played by Dan Aykroyd, and Doctor Egon Spengler, played by Harold Ramis, are open for business as your local Ghostbusters <laughs> due to some unexplainable <laughs> events in New York City. <laughs> Oh, I love this film. I do uh, like it. No, I do like it. All right, all right, all right. The, the the thing is, I haven't watched this one since I was a little girl. And the one I've seen more of is Ghostbusters 2. So a lot of this I didn't remember. And I was like, what? Did and you then, watch it for this episode? I did, yeah. Yeah. Literally today. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so funny because Alec was well annoyed with me. He just came into the kitchen like quoting all of it. And I was like, where's well, this come from? I didn't know this about you. <laughs> uh, and he was loving it. He's like, I can't believe you're watching that without me. Like really angry. Oh, no, this this film is just like, um, for me anyway, because obviously when this came out, I was 10. And like there was back in the 80s, it, in America, obviously in England, you know, we had our comedians, you know, French and Saunders, Rowan Atkinson and uh-huh. oh, Fry and Laurie and stuff like that. But in America, you had these guys, you know, along with like Chevy Chase and um, John Candy and like all these amazing comedians, uh, fucking Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, you know, just great comedians. And then like they come out with this and you've got quite a few of them in it. And it was just like. Oh, I just remember just absolutely loving it and every and I watched it myself this week I actually finished watching it today and I just loved it and you've got of course Sigourney Weaver in it and stuff and it's just and Rick mm-hmm. Moranis is actually in it but like it's just such a fun good film and it was it, it's just the 80s with the actors that were in it and the content and just oh, I just thought it was brilliant and still is brilliant I didn't like obviously I haven't watched it since I was a little girl so I obviously haven't seen these things but as an adult there's so many adult jokes in it yeah and there's like there's um there's this (laughs) I remember watching I think I watched this a few months ago as well to be honest with you and uh, I remember seeing 
um, the scene where Bill Murray, because basically when you think of these three guys, you have Dan Aykroyd, who is very active in real life in the world of the supernatural. It's mm-hmm. a big part of his life, him and his family. It goes way back. He's a massive believer. Um, Howard Ramis is a skeptic. And I think with both of them, they kind of brought that to it yeah. because they're quite different characters. But you have like uh, Dan Aykroyd and Howard Ramis who take the job very seriously. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Bill Murray, who's a bit like his Peter Vakeman. He's kind of like he's the showman. He's the womanizer and all this kind of thing. And then when Dana comes in, who's Sigourney Weaver's character, and he goes back to her house and he's like showing off and oh, playing the piano. I love to torture them and all this kind of shit. And then he won't leave her apartment. And I, I this know. that time a few months around, I was like. <laughs> oh my god that's like really inappropriate he needs to get the fuck out of there (laughs) (laughs) i know i thought that i was just like but he could have taken advantage of her when she was um yeah so like i mean he did he was a bit full-on when he was trying to like make a move but yes when he could have took advantage and she was trying to kiss him i suppose that does show his good side he he didn't he was like you know (laughs) Yeah, but no, I, don't, I mean, like, the scene where Dan Aykroyd's dreaming of getting a blowjob from a ghost. What? <laughs> they they cut that out in some, some showings of it. Oh, I must have seen that then, because I swear I'd never seen that before. Yeah, no, that they cut it. When they put it on the telly, the, you know, like on Christmas Day, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. That's his wife in real life. Oh, well, that's all right then. The ghost, <laughs> I think. But, yeah. but then they were like scenes like yeah when venkman is in dana's apartment and he's got like his stick and he's like on it and it's like it 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 feels like that is implying a different action there (laughs) if i'm honest and then what was it um oh that was the thing i said to alec we were having dinner before this and i said to him i was just like you know when they're like don't cross streams i was like is that, Don't cross the stream. Is that yeah. a pissing metaphor? Like, are they talking about pissing? And Alec went, well, this is the thing. He's like, what came first? Was it Ghostbusters or the stream? <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. I was like, you're right. I Because <laughs> he said when they were kids, they would say that. And he's like, but was it from Ghostbusters? Or was it, was it a thing before Ghostbusters about the streams and, you know. Oh, so. yeah. Well, as women, we wouldn't think that. But. <laughs> no, no. I don't think it was his wife, actually. I'm just Googling it. Rude. Just not listening to me. Sorry, I was listening well. to you with the crossing the streams. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Because that, that was a thing that people, apparently blokes do that. Yeah, well, this is it. Like, but yeah. Alec so was like the chicken on the egg. What came first? Ghostbusters or the stream? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I do, I love the character of Winston. You know, played by Ernie Hudson. You know, the guy that comes in, he's looking for a job. Yeah. And because I feel like he is like, he's the reality. Like he's he's the guy that basically we'd all be like, is this real? Mm. But I don't care. I just, you know, I need a job and I'll do it. So he and he asks the questions, but he's actually quite smart because he's in the car with Dan Aykroyd's character. And he's like talking about, you know, all this stuff that's going on. And he says a few valid things like, do you know what I mean? So I think he's kind of like you know he's the guy that brings us a bit down to earth he's not the scientist guy but he's kind of like asking the questions and acting the way you know we might think well he's more of the religious Mm. viewpoint isn't he like because they're all like science and science but yeah 
and so, yeah and yeah. But he's just like well have you thought about like the god aspect like isn't this judgment mm. day and that I'd, and that kind of brings you yeah a bit more back to earth with it i think yeah because you you hear all these things all the time don't you the end of the world and yeah i i like i know everybody would say it but i bill murray's my favorite in this he's just facial oh, expressions are the best and the way i think there's one line where he goes back off man i'm a scientist and yeah <laughs> it just floors me that line <laughs> do you know what realizing watching like this um when i watch stranger things season two and when i watch a lot of stuff because i was watching this and i was like really fancy harold ramus <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because so did i i'm really i I. the older i'm getting the more into my nerds i'm getting you've always been into nerds yeah but it's getting really bad now <laughs> i think it was pretty bad back in the day <laughs> so, i mean well, actually, i love dev but look at you married as well <laughs> i know i love i love a nerd there's nothing wrong with it somebody's got to love the nerds and i will i will but yeah, I was like, I'm very much attracted to him right now. When your one well, says, I'm very said, attracted to you right now. Here's the thing with Stranger Things 2. Who's the nerd in Stranger Things 2 that you fancy? Um, Bob. Sean Astin. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I do. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, with Peter, oh my God. He just, like, when the, when they all go at the end, you know, when they're going to get, um, like, the kind of final scenes and, like, he's, like, slapping everyone's hands. He's like, hello, New York. They love you. They love you. And, uh, you know, and it's like, we're the Ghostbusters. We're good. And all this kind of shit. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> oh, no, I think he's, he's funny. Do you know what did take me back about this as well? You see, I don't know why, Seeing Dan Aykroyd with a fag in his mouth all the time, a cigarette oh, in his yeah. mouth. <laughs> That's what they record in the eighties. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. We're thinking about it when he was in that car scene with uh, Winston, he had a cigarette. He's a, in the end. Yeah. He's got a cigarette in his mouth, and then throughout, he's always got a cigarette yeah. in his mouth. I just thought there was. A... Do you know? I was thinking when they were when they were filming the scenes um, in New York. You know, when all the the barriers are up, so the people can't cross over. Were they real? I was like, no, yeah, exactly. Because like you sometimes see shots, don't you, of, of stuff being filmed in New York and those barriers are up with crowds. People just would have showed up for that. They weren't extras, I'd say. I'd say there's just like the people on the street, like, you know. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. I, I, I liked that because I felt like the cheers were real, you know. Mm. But Two, um, One of the things that took, that, that um, I noticed in this is, and I never really, pardon me, never really thought about it before, but is um, Sigourney Weaver in it. Because obviously she'd come off the back of roles like uh, Ripley in Alien, where she's badass. Mm. And, um, but she's really quite feminine in this role. Quite, mm. Really quite the damsel in distress. And it was, a, I've not seen her in many roles like that. So I was a bit like, this is a bit weird to watch. I don't know why. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. Because especially off of, um, well, Aliens wasn't until 86. So after, so yeah. yeah. This was after it. Um, but I think people, when they think of um, Ripley, but then Alien was what seventy nine. Seventy nine. But when they um, when they think about her, I think that's what they go to because she's she's quite a strong looking person. Like, yes. do you know what I mean? She looks very capable, and um, yeah, when you see her in this, like, I think she holds her own a bit. 
Um, but she has been possessed by something. So, you know, she's not like when when she's her, you know, she I suppose, yeah, the, like she does panic a bit, doesn't she? But then I suppose what's happening to her. Is the baby in the next one. Venkman's. Yeah. Yeah. It is Venkman's. But no, 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 no. It's not, is it? No, no, it's not his. Because she obviously goes off with another um, fella and then has the baby. And then he, they start dating again or something. Right. I think I do, so. Yeah, because he, yeah. Yeah. I, can't, I couldn't remember if it was his or not. Mm. It's a bit weird. I do think, though, and I thought this from the get-go, why do ghosts in these movies have, like, special powers? Like, at the beginning, with the card index, throw those cards out at that, like, mm. incredible speed. I mean, that's, like, a special power, so... Really, it's almost it's kind of like glamorizing being a ghost because you get like these special pets. <laughs> you get the. Well, extra I suppose pass. if you're going to be a ghost, yeah, you can do what you want. That's actually a good point. Like, why, why is it when we see films with like ghosts and demons and all this kind of shit, like, but you know they're very mischievous, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not like talking monster. about the evil ones. I'm talking about the like the naughty ones. Yeah. I, I think, think that's I'd the only way to describe them. Ghost. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be an evil one. No, but I'd be like throwing you across the room and stuff and shoving a, a fucking crucifix. No, but like your glasses legs. there, I'd move your glass over there when you weren't looking and stuff. Like, <laughs> Shave your eyebrow off when you're asleep. <laughs> That'd be awful. That'd be awful. But I, I, I feel like it's just a minor thing and it's really um, a um, silly thing to say, but. Uh, it's not really Ghostbusters, is it? It's more like Monster Busters in these movies. They're not ghosts as such, are they? It's not like it's not like flat. What's his name? The 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 green thing. Slime. Slimer. I mean, yeah. It's not like he was a businessman in like nineteenth century. You know, they don't. It's so he's just a monster, isn't he? Really, it's not ghost. Ghost. No, he's a ghost. He's not there. Stop ruining it. I'm not ruining, ruining it. it. I'm just saying it's like more like. Monster busters, but they couldn't say that because ghostbusters. Yeah, because I suppose as well the um, well, I suppose it's the whole supernatural thing as well because when Gozer comes through, like she's a person, yeah, you know, that's come through from you know another. I thought for a second she was the receptionist, you know. Oh, oh Annie not, Potts. Yeah, I'm not paid enough yeah. for this or whatever. But is, is she Ghostbusters, like what do you want? <laughs> yeah, I love her. <laughs> I love her. She's, she's great. So, oh, she's a great actress. Yeah, she's really good. Um, yeah, I can see that. But I think she was too tall. <laughs> yeah. Because she looks quite small, Annie Potts. I can um, see you being uh, the uh, Annie. What is that, Annie? <laughs> like you just said, you got the bug eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I'd be probably that pissed off about it. Um, no, but she, she was good. And I tell you, someone who drives me mad in this, and I just want to kill him, is that Walter Peck guy. Shut it down. Shut it all yeah. down. Like, oh my god, how much did you want to punch him in the face? I thought it would turn out because obviously I can't remember that. Couldn't remember the story. I thought it would turn out that he's in cahoots with the evil spirit Gozer or whatever. But he was just a, being a generic. But Walter Peck. Yeah. I don't really? know why. Because in the second one, there's a connection with one of the bad guys hmm. in the normal world, you know, in, like in the human world. Yeah, but he's not a bad guy. He's been possessed because he zaps him. Who Peck does? 
No, in the second one. Yeah, that, but that well, he well no, but he's he's doing it in cahoots with the bad guy, isn't he? Gets like, but like, so I thought, oh, maybe Peck's working for the that cult that we're trying to raise, Gozer or whatever. Oh right, yeah, but he's no, not. He's just, there. No, he's just, just an a, asshole. Just an asshole. Yeah, the way he's like, like the way he ignores them, like and thinks he's got such authority. Shut it down, shut it, turn this off, shut it down. And the guy's like, uh, no. And then he tries to like turn around to the cop and goes, if he does that, you can shoot him. And he's like, fuck you, don't tell me how to do my job. Um, yeah, Walter Peck is a prick. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, so I did enjoy watching this, and I'll think I'll sort of watch Ghostbusters too soon. I'm so sorry, I'm getting on. It's okay. No, no, I, I love, I do love Ghostbusters too as well. But I couldn't get on board. I'm sorry, but with the 2016 one, it just didn't work. I haven't watched it. I couldn't get through it, even with Chris Hemsworth. I couldn't get through it. Mm. But just, there is I, the next one. Yeah, Afterlife. Yeah. That's coming. Yeah, and I like the actresses that were in it. I just, I just couldn't. I don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again or something. Maybe I wasn't in the mood. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I don't know. I, I just know, don't just... understand why they needed to touch it. No, because I, I, I'm like that with some films. I think some films they just need... I can't remember what it was, but there's another film, uh, The Lost Boys. They're going to do another yeah, one of those. I and I was like, no. Yeah. Leave it alone. There's a few things I can't remember. You know, make, make, make a different film. Mm. Like, I, I think if they had made, like, the 2016 film, I think if they had made a film, like on their own that wasn't actually the Ghostbusters Ghostbusters. I think it could they could have done something good with it. But it's when they try and recreate some like certain films that are just freaking amazing. You know, it just doesn't work because Ghostbusters is such a great film. I just don't I don't know. It just didn't just didn't work for me. No. But I, I, I only got halfway through. Maybe I wasn't maybe I wasn't in the mood for it or something. So maybe I need to watch it again to give them another go. Yeah. I'm all about second chances. <laughs> <laughs> are you though <laughs> i am okay i'm joking <laughs> for sake um but I, when i was watching it today the the song ghostbusters came on and i was i was singing it so well the music's good the soundtrack of this is good oh i love it when um oh that what you know when they like he turns it off and shuts it off and all the stuff comes on yeah i yeah, love that. that song yeah it's good oh it's, it's such a good so fitting and like you see all the stuff zapping through like i mean the effects are questionable but it was the 80s but yeah oh i love that yeah it made me laugh like she's possessed and so she has all this 80s like yeah. clubbing gear on and crazy makeup. It's like, yes, Aim for the flat she's... top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It was good. I'm glad we watched that. Did it I'm glad lift you out it. of the, the ghost? Yeah, I think, I think we needed um, to do something fun. I still think we should have done Casper. Next year. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we do Casper for like Valentine's Day or something. <laughs> because why? why do a Valentine's Day movie? There's love in it. There's love in it. I falls in love with Casper. Kind friendly. Love. Yeah, but you know, friendly. They, 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 they friendly. <laughs> you said friendly. <laughs> I don't think I didn't hear that. <laughs> friendly. <laughs> Been around you brummies too long. Friendly. <laughs> I'm not a brummy. I'm not you a brummy. No, I'm not. Well, you've got the accent. I had a really interesting chat with my dad yesterday who is a Brummie about like city people and like I forget that my dad grew up in a city 
Mm. And it's like we were talking about like how because I went to Birmingham the other day and how it was over like sometimes it's overwhelming going in a city and he's just like, man, I was always in the city. You you guys you just don't know. And I was just like, oh, I forgot my dad's a city dweller. Mm. <laughs> a city dweller. <laughs> One of those. One of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right then. I think that's us on yeah. all of the spectacular movies. That's our spooky season over and done with. And uh, if you want more on us, where can they find us? Let's <laughs> try to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are Show Me the Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter we are SMTPcast. Yeah. And if you want to leave us a review or something, you can go over to iTunes or Podchaser and uh, leave a nice one there. If you're going to leave a horrible one, then don't bother. <laughs> yeah that that wouldn't be very nice of you yeah cool all right lorraine where can we find you um you can find me on my other podcast uh horror podcast there's once upon a nightmare podcast <laughs> on instagram and a nightmare pod on twitter cool what about you you'll find out <laughs> <laughs> no i'm i'm tales of peck on uh twitter for now i thought you changed it no, I'm Tales Peck on there. All it's right. on Instagram. You me. changed. Okay, you're <laughs> just me. I just knew. Um, cool. Okay, so thanks for listening, and we'll be back with another episode uh, very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.